Now, today, we are to study something, but before we do so, let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord, we've come to seek your counsel. On this blessed Sabbath, we've come to ask your direction. My Father and my King, truth of the matter is, we have fallen short of glory. But again, Lord, you call us each day, but we may come and be with you. On this day of rest, Father, we've come, but as we rest with you, please may you teach us unto the holy ways of your ways, O God. Be with us, for I pray, believing and trusting in Jesus' name. Amen. The title, Crippled in Low Debar crippled in law, the bar. There's a lot of what we want to read. But before I begin the very, very sermon, and the preamble of the sermon, I want to give two warnings, two warnings of the Lord and to the church before we get into 2 Samuel chapter 9. Now, let us read the book of verse First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians chapter 1. We'll read all the way to verses 3. The Bible reads, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, but of the time and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, verses 2, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night, verses 3, for when they shall say, for when they shall say, peace and safety. Then sudden destruction comes upon them, as travail upon a woman with a child, and they shall not escape. There is this warning that I want to give, because there is this verse saying that says, a good warning comes with counsel, right? A good warning comes with counsel. Now, the warning that I want to give are on the second coming of the Messiah. Now, Paul is writing to the Thessalonians, saying, but of the day, the time, the hour, I have no need to write for you. But we all know that of that day, he comes as a thief. Now, not literally to steal, but he comes unexpectedly. When you least expect him to come. When preachers come and they preach to you, peace, peace, peace is all you need, and you measure on the peace, rather than doing the preparation, then he comes. The last one is in the book of uh, Luke, Luke, Luke 16. I had so much, but again, I'm trying to squeeze. Luke 16, verses 19. Eh? Luke 16, verses 19. There is uh, just a few things I want to pick from there. But brethren, heaven is real. Eh? Let me begin by that. Eh? Heaven is a real place. And we are going. Now, let me make it clear. Heaven is a real place. And I am going. Let me not generalize. Because there are people who might not be. There is this greeting that we normally say at home. That if you are going... If you are going, 
don't disturb those who are. Yes. And if you are remaining, good. Now, it's, it's direct translation, though. Now you can direct translate it at uh, the Sudanese uh, language. Eh? <laughs> now, heaven is a real place with no joke. But again, as heaven is a real place, hell is also a real place that people will have to experience. I have chosen that word. That people will have to do what? Experience. So this is the time to prepare. Beloved, it tastes so different. Me and normally, there is a lady I was uh, saying that it tastes so different when you can walk in Yuba or you can walk within this university with your head so high, knowing that besides you is he that is your creator. What else will you need anyway? What else will you need? Ata what was mean like when you just have God. So prepare right now. You see, in the book of Hebrews chapter 6, verses 14, follow peace with all men, for without righteousness, no man shall do what? shall see God. No man shall see God without what? Righteousness. And again the Bible says that we have fallen short of glory. So is the Bible contradicting itself? No. This is what it means. That righteousness not ours eh, but God's righteousness. Because our righteousness is pride and filthiness unto his face. Now Righteousness is an achievable thing. Brother, I can tell you, it's an achievable thing. So, before I get into that, I had to tell you that that he is coming as a thief, and for the righteous church, and heaven is a real place. Hell is a real place. I think this song has been sung for quite some time. Ever since our great grandchildren that Christ is coming, Christ is coming. But I think his coming has drawn nearer than when we they believed. Things are not adding up. Today you wake up and you hear bottom up economy, economy bottom up. Tomorrow you come up and you hear what? Like things are just messed up. You guys may not know. Right now as we speak, fuel imepanda. Na fuel ikipanda, hata chakula ya tumbo inapanda tena. Sometimes we who are through with the school, we sit down. Ask T.Y., he will tell you. You sit down and say, that car that I was dreaming of, is it coming forth? <laughs> and it is not like you messed up something. It's just that things have become hard. Times have become literally hard. Some of you, I know your parents had to sell even bulls and whatever, and the shambles for you to come here. Like, unlike the 2016 that we joined in the 2017s. Life was so good, Vincent. We used to have kitchenettes, and life was so nice. Five bomboga umeshiba. But things have changed. And truth of the matter is, they are changing to us, not to any better. So where our faith can only be is unto the Lord. He that is our strength and our maker. So that when we lose all this, at least we are sure of one thing. After this life, we shall enter. 
that is the best thing we can have. Sindia Laliki. Nisema amen. Let us now get to the book of first, second Samuel. The Samuel itself. Second Samuel. Mm. I have this character, stroke 21, that when I see you sleeping, you come here in front. So don't sleep. That is my character. They know. See you, Mnaju. Yeah, second Samuel, verses 9. Verses 9. We will read from verses 1. Eh? Chapter 9, sorry. To all verses 13. This is going to be a whole study that we are going to have. Then we will just pick one or two verses. Then we wrap it up. Now I begin reading. You are there with me? Uh, how many are there with me? What were you? Muko pamoja na mimi? Okay, sawa. Verses 1 of chapter 9, Second Samuel. And David said, I'm reading from King James Version, Devotional Bible. And David said, is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul? But I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. Verses 2. And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, they called Ziba unto David, the king said unto Ziba, Are you Ziba? He said, Your servant is he. Meaning, yes, it is he that is speaking to. And the king said, Is there not yet, is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God? Now, from there, let us just, we will progress a little bit. Now, David after being now enthroned. Remember, he was anointed way back when Saul was still enthroned as a king. In short, they, at that time that Saul, that King David was anointed, it literally meant that there were two kings at that time in Israel. Isn't it? Because there were two kings who were anointed. What matters is the anointment, not even the sitting on the throne. Now, when David had already now been enthroned, he remembers his bad times. King David remembers his very worst times. And when he remembers his worst times, when Saul wanted to kill him, he that comes in front of his memory is Jonathan. Now, he is asking, because Saul was the king, now he's asking, is there anyone still left in the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness, love him with the kindness of God, and as we will read, we'll see, for Jonathan's sake. Now, let us continue. And Ziba, and now Ziba has been brought before the king, eh? and Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan has yet a son who is lame, on his feet. Verses 4. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the, he is in the house of Makir, the son of Amiel, in Lodebar. Now, there is this thing. For David to ask, is there not yet, is there anyone still left in the house of Saul 
it simply means people were wiped out. Isn't it? For him to ask this, it means people were somehow wiped out. We will read and see. Now let us see if they find Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, verses 5. The king said, King David sent and brought him out of the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, from Lo-Debar. Now, when Mephibosheth, when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came unto David, he fell on his feet and did reverence. And King David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold, thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake. And I will restore you all the land of your grandfather Saul, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Now, let us leave it from there as we develop something a little bit. For King David to ask, is there anyone still left? Because we will read, why was he showing kindness? And why is he remembering all this for Jonathan's sake? But for him to ask this, it simply means people were wiped out. Now, at that time, when a king was overthrown, or when a king was taken off the throne and another king come in place, the previous king, his relatives and his people were to be killed. Now, they were to be killed to avoid any uprising. They were to be killed to avoid any revolt that would come later on to claim what? The throne. Now, we all know that Saul and the entire Israelites, they had a war. And Saul being a king at that time, they were the front lines. Let us read the book of First Samuel, just to avoid too much of that. Eh? First Samuel, eh? the book of First Samuel, the book of First Samuel. Verses uh, 23, verses 23. Who has reached there? Chapter 23, sorry. First Samuel chapter 23, verses 14 to 16. Eh? Let's read the first Samuel 18, 1 to 9. First Samuel 18, 1 to 9. Uh, we, will, we will get into that and uh, see the historical and the prophecy in it because all that he gave David was, you remember this was a crown prince. And he takes off his rightful garments and everything and he gives David. But we are talking about verse 7 and of Second Samuel 9. And King David said unto him, eh, fear not. Now, Mephibosheth, when the maid that was taking care of him when his father and his grandfather were in war, 
heard the news that Saul and his three sons, he had three sons, were killed. He, the maid, she knew that what they are coming for next is Mephibosheth. Therefore, he grabbed Mephibosheth and fled away with him. Now, on that process of grabbing, the boy, little boy fell, and his feet were cracked down, and he became permanently crippled, like that. Now, they are in Lodebar. Why did they choose Lodebar? How was Lodebar closer to Jerusalem? Why did she flee with her to Lodebar, thinking that there they will not be catched up with? Now, when King David had asked now for Mephibosheth to be brought, this crippled boy comes, and the first thing he does is he go down on his belly. This guy had feared. It's like coming from the frying pan to the fire itself. Because he knew that his time was over. At least in Lodebar, where he was crippled and where he was considered of no importance. He knew one thing. That at least he had life. But him being called by the king, he knew he was finished. And that's why David now asks him and tells him, do not fear, for I will show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake. For Jonathan, your father's sake. Now, Lodeba, we want to finish a little bit of time. Lodeba was a city in history. And the very first places we see, this was a city that was conquered by the Israelites. And Joshua, the book of Joshua chapter 10, verses 39, can just write it a little, a little bit. Uh, Joshua chapter 10, verses 9, we see Joshua was the one who led the troops on conquering that city, Lodeba, then. And then in the book of Amos chapter 6, verses 13, somebody can read now, Amos Amos, uh, let me reach there. Amos, uh, Amos 6, 13. Amos 6, 13. Now, Amos came from Judah. Now, he comes at that time and tells them, you rejoice of conquering Lodibar. But what does that very word mean? Now, I'm not a uh, linguistic guy, but I know there are things called prefix and suffix. Eh? Are they true? Prefix and suffix. Eh? Prefix is what comes before. Eh? Suffix is after. Now, law is prefix. Eh? Law is prefix. Eh? Now, tunasoma. Greek. Now, law is prefix of the word, the whole word, the entire word, law de bar. Now, law means... Everything that is said is cancelled. Is a negator, a negating word, so to say, is the second of a word. It negates everything 
that is coming forth. Now, for example, if I say, you guys say shalom, eh? Shalom means peace, eh? Now, if I say, lo shalom, what does I say? There is no peace, eh? If I say, lo amelek, what, what, what have I mean? Lo amelek. What have I meant? So what we the book of Daniel up no king, eh? So far with the examples that I've given, eh? Now, <coughs> the bar is also now a word in itself. Now, the bar has more than three meanings. The very first meaning of lo de bar, it means, of le bar, the bar means pasture. Where there is pasture. And when you talk about pasture, we are talking about spiritual pasture. We are the sheep. So it simply means there is the word. Are we together? Lodeba also means bread. Where there is bread. Deba means bread. Deba also means just a little mini. Deba also means uh, we talk of the pasture, the spiritual. We talk of the bread. And the bar is also associated with the presence of God. You know, when you talk of the bread, the pasture, you're talking about literally spiritual, you're talking about God himself. So, in the Torah, it is associated with where God is. The bar. So, when we say low the bar, it simply means all that we've listed is lacking in that place. No bread, no pasture. Nothing is in Lodeba. It's a land of the forgotten. A land of the... Now, Mephibosheth, in his own life, his life is already forgotten. Leave alone the place that he is going, which is forgotten already. His own life is forgotten. What makes his life forgotten is crippleness. Anyway, when you are crippled and you walk with your knees or your back, what else can you do? How many right now can be comfortable without their legs? How many can be comfortable without their legs? Now, let's move this way. How many can be comfortable without their eyes? And how many can be comfortable? You can be comfortable without your eyes. Wow. Okay. That's uh, good. We should be in the Guinness Book of Record. Without your eyes. Eh? Now, how many therefore can be comfortable without their hands? It simply means we need all this thing to coordinate. Sindio? Now, this boy, totally, he has no relative left. Totally. Because even the maid that is with him is just, you can say, is good Samaritan. Because after all, after his father and all his relatives were killed, he she had the right to leave him. So this guy is out there with totally no one. And he cannot go and hustle. He is down. So he is forgotten. Leave alone the place that he's going, which is more even forgotten. So he's a forgotten in the forgotten place. 
Let us read as we continue, or we'll, as we build up on something. Verses 8 of the key text we were reading. And Mephibosheth, Mephibosheth, he bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look up such a dead dog as I am? A dead dog as I am. Just read it to the verses 8. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look up upon such a dead dog as I am? Now, in this society, dogs were very filthy and unclean animals. Very filthy and clean animal. Remember, Goliath asking the Israelites that am I a dog that you bring me this little boy with sticks? You remember? Now, you also remember this woman who come to Christ to help her. And Christ tells her that I cannot remove food from the mouth of the children and give it to the to the dog. Now, in that very context, Christ was referring to who? In that context. Whom was Christ referring to as the dog? The Gentile church. Now, why was he referring them as to dogs? Because of the uncleanness, they were so unclean. When you needed magic, occult, you name it, you would go to the Gentile church. So, in that society, a dog was associated as a very unclean animal. Now, to make matters worse, now a dead one. Being that we know, in that society, a dead a carcass was not even supposed to be touched, even for a human being, isn't it? Now, to make matters worse, Mephibosheth does not only look ha- himself as a dog, but now even as a dead one. This guy was so painful. Now, he brings repentance unto King David. Why does he repent? Because that was an act of repentance. Who am I? That you should show me mercy. That you should show me kindness. Such a dead dog as I am. If that is not repentance, what can you say? That is repentance. But why is he repenting? Because his grandfather had tried to commit treason in itself. You remember, he wanted to kill David. The anointed one of God. You know, I love David so much. When David had a chance to kill Saul, He said, he just cut his piece of clothing. Later on told him, I had the chance eh, to do what? To kill you. But I cannot touch the the anointed one of God. But this guy, now he wants to touch and kill the anointed one of God, who is David himself. Now that was was treason. So he repent because he that is seated now on the throne is a king 
that can wipe him out. He repents of all this sin. And he says, who am I? Who am I that you may show me love and kindness? What good am I? What good can I even contribute to this kingdom anyway? Totally nothing. I am a dead dog who can contribute nothing, totally nothing, unto this kingdom. Verses 9. Then the king called to Ziba, with those who, soul servant, and said unto him, I have given unto you, I have given unto your servant, master's son, all that pertained to Saul and to all his house. You therefore and your sons and your servants shall till the land for him, and you shall bring in the fruits that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then said Ziba unto the king, According to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, you so shall your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. Verses 12. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all that dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants unto Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both feet. There is a thing that I want to grasp here. We've defined Lodebar. We've looked at the condition of Mephibosheth. We've looked at King David. We've looked at King David offering a relief to he that is forgotten. That they may, he may come and eat bread. Now, this man was crippled. And I want to believe him being on that table, you know, as, uh, as human beings, eh, we normally, I don't know what sometimes is in us, that we want to associate with uh, just good people. Good people. When today I become a little bit mad and saliva in a talker, no one will want to associate with me, isn't it? Or when I am a madman, who wants to associate with such kind of a person? We all want good. And that's why even Christ was challenging us when you have a party, call them. Because he knows <laughs> it's a weakness that you can do. How many in their, I mean I don't do birthday parties, but how many in their birthday parties they remember that blind lady, that blind man that they know of and call them. No one. No one. I had an uncle of mine whom we grew up with, and we used to go for diving at River Nyando. That is a whole clip, eh? a whole clip. So we used to go for diving back in uh, 2011 when we were doing class 8. Now, when we were diving, it happened that it had rained in uh, Nandi Hills. You know, that river Nyando, the, the Nandi Hills are the supply. 
so it had rained and the river was full eh? but again that was uh, it was not full that can take somebody but it was at, at least deep now when you want to dive when the water is at that level is the best diving place because now you deep yourself kabisa rather than when it is down i'm talking to our generation uh, our generation <laughs> you know <laughs> you guys don't do diving eh now especially in uh, the rivers you go in swimming pools now this boy that day he was supposed to be the one because we had uh, we had some routine in shepherding eh? so he was supposed to be the one taking cows that day but he left very early in the morning to dodge so i was the one to remain with the car now i knew where they were going so I, I went shepherding, and because these cows, I was supposed to take them in the same very river to drink, I perhaps met him and told him before they will start uh, the, the mighty work. I told him, you know, today I don't just feel like we should do this. Eh? Yeah, because uh, you are needed home. You see, now you've left these cows for me. Kuni ijapatiliwa, like everything has not been done literally. And you know, the sheep and the goat, we don't go with them. Eh? Them, they are being tied along the house and they remain. So who will give them water? So I told them, you do this. Tomorrow we will come. I'll come with you. Because you see that was on a Sunday. And there is a person that has been hired to always do the shepherding back at home. So, but on Sunday he doesn't come. So on Sundays we do what? We go. We are the people to do it. So if I go this Sunday, the next Sunday it's him, eh? You get that cycle. So I told him, you do this. Next Sunday, we, 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 or we will come mightily and do this thing. Eh? Today, let's just go back. Little did he know that when he would climb, and it had rained up there. You see, when you climb on a cliff, it needs somewhere that is a little bit deep so that you go, and then you wake up. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm trying to describe to you <laughs> these things. <laughs> Now, it happens that it had rained and silt had already covered that place at Nafanyanga. Okay, now it was just water. So they thought it was the same way. So silt had come along the way and had taken most part of the, of the area that is always full of some kind. So when he went, you know, you go, when you are going diving, you go with the head. Eh? So he went head on and the silt and he broke this from here, the spinal cord from here from here. And he was down. The guys that he wa were with him in that place they were enjoying, now for them they were celebrating him. Because it's like I'm a dive, nabado you know men, eh? you know boys, I don't know if you know boys. <laughs> like they were celebrating because you know the more you stay in water, the more you are a hero. Eh? I don't know if you guys know these things. Eh? So this guy has stayed for 10 minutes. Hey, hey, hey. So you know me, I'm on the, uh, the other side, almost like the other side, doing some shepherding. So that is, Okelele oh, was normal. Because for that game to be perfect, Kelele has to be there. Huh? So hey, hey, hey. 10 minutes gone. 20, gone. 30, gone. There is still celebration, mightily. And, uh, Later on, they some one of them, an older, a little bit older. You know, older guys are the people who might have the coin or something. Oh, no. Something is done. Eh? These guys, you can't stay for 30 minutes. It's 
especially for one. You know, we used to we used to compete. The more we will stay like me, I will only be there for six minutes if it is more. Six minutes are quite time. Where? Quite time. You, you cannot sustain one minute. I am sure even two. So, 30 minutes was quite some long time. So he decided to go across the cliff and get in so that he can see if the guy is still there. Or he would have just swim so that he but then our moon even to the other side. And it's 30 minutes plus. So he comes and uh, the guy is down there in the water. Because he's still not dead, he can't float. Eh? So he's down there. Keep sitting so he must come back. They had to carry him because now you see, immediately this is broken. It doesn't take time. Immediately everything becomes dysfunctional. So he's down there. And they had to pull him out eh, to get him out. Now they are there telling him, walk, walk, Bwana, walk. And you know, everything is not functional. Kabisa. Totally not functional. So that was called and uh, he came. And uh, he offered a prayer. Now that he saw the sun is is alive. Eh? But again, he's, he was alive. But again, you see, they had to do this eh, so that the water comes out. So he did that and the water comes out. Now they think it's good. Now, the other point is he's not, he's not walking. Now, back in our mind, we knew maybe it's because of the shock. So he cannot walk. And himself, like he's feeling a lot of pain here. And even if he was feeling a lot of pain, we will only think they are just muscle contraction and relaxation because he had he had done the, the diving. Our mind was not beyond the, that place. So we pulled him out and we had to carry him. We had to carry him with a pay. Somebody had to go for the wheelbarrow so that we carry him home. A pay is a wheelbarrow. So somebody came and we ferried him home. I'm finishing. I know I've taken so much time. So he was ferried home. Later on, we will take him to the hospital that is in Ahero district, and the doctor would give him malaria pains because he had swim and maybe malaria. So he was given coatem. We call them coatem back at home. He was given coatem. He stayed with Koatem for two days. The guy is still not walking. And we are like, hey, what is wrong here? So we had to take him to Kisumu to a certain private hospital. And the guy did not finish even one second or two seconds. And he was just pinching him. Are you feeling pain? No, no. Are you feeling pain? No, no. Are you feeling pain? No, no. And we concluded that this was done. And we now had to collect money to take him to... Nairobi, there is a national spine, spinal cord injury in town. And he stayed there being treated to join the crew together. But again, he's still crippled to death. A boy that was so fast, 
he would come quickly. But down, he just joined Masena University in his scratch, in his wheelchair the other day. But again, nowadays, no one wants to associate with that boy, except passing his family. Because what will they say? This guy, because of this, anything cannot coordinate. Adinatimia, he uses for urination, he uses the, the bag. Eh? So when he wants to go to the toilet, there is a special toilet for him. So no one. That was the situation Mephibosheth is in. That's why he associates himself as a dead dog. Not even a live one. A dead dog. Now, beloved, as I conclude, because time is gone as I finish, King David asked, is there anyone still left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness and love of God? That is the same question Jesus is asked today. But we who had no hope, uh, this one is a good one, but we who had totally no hope, he came and gave us hope. We who are dogs, in fact, he says it. Now he gives us hope and tells us, but look, come and eat on my table continually, forever and ever. What other thing will you ask for? Beloved, what a great offer to them that are nothing now are something. To them, me and you who are totally nothing. Totally nothing. I don't know if you get this. But we were totally nothing. But now, we got hope. Hope on he, our Savior. But in our crippled state, he has welcomed us. In our sins, he has welcomed us. In our distressful conditions, the Lord has called to embrace us. What else will you ask for in this world? If you totally wish today that God in this offer that he has given today, that you wish that he may bring you back unto his table, that on that day, the warnings that I started with, on that day, he may show you kindness and mercy. Stand up, we pray. On this second coming of the Messiah, which we know not the day about. But I will ask, how about that day? If you don't get prepared, but now he has offered mercy for us, but you reject this mercy and kindness, how about that day? Utalilia nani? Utaenda wapi? Utaenda wapi?
mtiko. For sure, that day will materialize one day. And the question is, utaenda wapi? Utalilia nani? Prepare for his coming. When he has given you mercy, grasp it. Let's pray. Father, Jehovah Adonai, in the most wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he that is the lion of the tribe of Judah, the Lord that is mighty to save, that his salvation is sufficient to us. My Lord and my King, we who are standing here today, there is one thing, O oh God, that we agree with you on, that we are weak and can't do anything, totally anything, without you. Therefore, this day, my Lord and my King, I ask you, please, O oh God, for those who are genuinely asking in their heart, God, that please may you come and show them mercy, please visit them. We are living at a time that we surely yearn for you. And God, you still give us time that we may repent of the sins that we've done. And on this day of the blessed Sabbath, Jehovah God, even as camp meeting shall be beginning, even Lord, as the week shall be beginning, how I pray, my Lord, that please, may you be in our hearts. May you, O oh God, allow us to walk with you, O oh God, Jehovah Adonai, that for about that day, we may not be ashamed, but we may enter with you in the kingdom that you've prepared for us. For this is our prayer, believing and trusting in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen.